0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's day two of the Scotland post-mortem As Ryan Christie looks to learn from being outclassed by Belgium The under-21s restore some pride with an unlikely win in Croatia And Mikey Johnson and George Edmondson amongst those looking ahead to the return of domestic football I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi Yeah and Scotland fans will still be interested to hear what's going on with the national team What do we do? Can Steve Clark take us forward? It's all over now It's about the playoff in March And potentially some new opponents on the horizon Well it looks like it won't be Finland anymore And of course we're back to domestic action Gordon As you said Celtic and Rangers back in Celtic Game number 5 of the Premiership season Celtic with a 3 point lead at the top Jim Duffy we've been here before But it doesn't get Mm. any easier no, I, I mean, international football just now is just like, you know, you're, you're always watching through your fingers just now, Gordon. And we have been for, for uh, you know, a number of years now. It's been very disappointing. We, you know, a few years ago, we just seemed to be on the brink and then we just seemed to fall back again. And it's very difficult for, for Stevie Clark and for the players when you're playing against the quality of, of Belgium. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we have to be better. It's just, you know, we, 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 can, we can make as many excuses. We keep looking for reasons, but we should be better. You don't get over a defeat Or the two defeats like that in a day So I'd expect some more of your reactions To the Scotland disappointment over the weekend And where we go from here It's 0141 951 1025 But if you're scunnered with all things international football Then it's up to you to change the tune What are you looking for from your team When we start back after the international break The domestic stuff is back this weekend All the teams will be in action at some point So what are you hoping for from your team when the domestic football begins this weekend 01419511025 in the phones Or Twitter is at Clyde SSB Only one place to start really though Mark Guidi uh, And it's Hamden A combination of Friday and Monday And the reaction is is twofold it's, you know, Where did we go wrong against Belgium and Russia and, and where does it leave us in the group But inevitably it also comes back to the same old Soul searching about the state of the, the national game which should we be giving most emphasis to in your mind? <laughs> I was I was there on Friday night at Hamden against Russia. A great start. I mean, the first ten minutes was as good as anything I can remember from a Scotland team from a long time. Watched the, the Belgium game on TV on Monday night. You're right, Gordon. It's inquest. Where do we go wrong? Look, you know, if you want to make an analogy of club football, it's like whether we like it or not, Scotland v Belgium. Even though it's at Hamden, it's like. It's asking Montrose to beat Celtic or Peterhead to beat Rangers. That that is the equivalent of what we're talking about, and people might not want to hear that, but I think it is. That said, we should be defending better. We should be able to clear our lines better. We should be more streetwise. Like for example, the opening goal against uh, Belgium and Monday night, Steve O'Donnell's just got to take the boy out of the game and take one for the team and pick up uh, a yellow card. Um, and against Russia. We couldn't handle their striker, big fullbacks were, were getting forward. And you look at some of the players that we have, I think we've got some very good players. And I think to, to challenge properly, and that is to to be a lot better than what we are, if we can. And, and they're clearly not out there, but we need a right back and we need a number nine. Where we get them, I don't know. But until we do have a right back and a number nine, 
I think we're always going to struggle Like I said Jim Duffy There are two very different arguments Two very different ways to come at this The first one is Let's prioritise Stevie Clark Let's prioritise that national team The A squad And what can they do To get the best out of those players available You'll get other people though Who say No Step, take a step back We've not been there since 98 And they want to rip it up and, and, and start everything over again Or look at the Lower down the food chain So to speak I think we have done that For the last 20 years Every time we fail to qualify Every time there's been A series of disappointing results You know we've looked at The, the grassroots level We've looked way back And said right How do we do it I've said this many times Gordon What we, we have to stop doing Is looking at other countries And comparing with other countries We keep saying oh, We used to always have the argument We're a small country Then small countries started doing well So that argument's out the window Then we then we started picking on those countries And saying oh, well look If they can do it We can do it But they have a totally different culture A totally different way of playing football A, a, a different system You know There's loads of things That are completely different So we should We have to look At our own uh, resources Our own pool of players And get the very best from them So I think we have to concentrate Just now with Stevie Clark And the current team I don't think we keep getting back Because it is 10 and 20 years And we've tried it We've brought various people in Over the years We've had You know various um, you know Performance p- directors Performance yeah. directors we've, we've had government ministers We've had everything You know trying to put plans in place And nothing has succeeded So for me Look at what we have just now And get the very best From what we have And the only thing I can defend at this moment in time is yeah, there are there is a good number of players unavailable for one reason or another. But I think we have got better players than they're currently showing. I think we if you look at our team individually, there are some very good players there. Yeah, you're right, there's one or two places missing, particularly an out and out centre forward. But for me, the yeah, I think we, we keep making excuses rather than look at the actual Quality of the players we have And get the best from them So one four one nine five one one zero two five To have your say And if you're fed up With all the doom and gloom Surrounding Scotland Then tell us what you're expecting From your club When the domestic football Returns at the weekend Ryan Christie says It's vital That Scotland get the best Possible preparation For the Nations League playoff By finishing this group strongly He was happy with the position He got to play For Steve Clark on Monday But admits he should And perhaps could have created more Certainly not the, the Kind of um, result we were we were after over the the full course of the game we just kind of let ourselves down in a few kind of minor areas and against a team like Belgium they'll just punish you so um, it's a tough lesson you know it's hard to to see now but I think there is a few positives to take from the game the way we kind of pressed them in the opening bit of the game and you know we did keep possession in, in good spells but you know we need to create more against these kind of teams and you know that's the kind of teams you you, you aspire to to play like I was delighted with the position the manager kind of played me in um, you know he's been brilliant this camp for me and. Um, you know, I enjoy kind of playing off that striker. I think you know going forward, I probably should create more. Maybe had a few more shots, so that's something I need to definitely look at. I think for us, we're just wanting to try and finish as high as we can now in this group, going into the, the, the you know the important playoffs. Um, it was kind of we had them as a fallback. We didn't really want to have to kind of rely on them, but um, we now we find ourselves in that position. So you know we've got kind of four games to. And prepare ourselves as much as possible so that you know one we, we finish as high in the group as possible and two we're going into to those games um, you know really as a squad ready to go First up tonight is Ken in Cambus Lang what's on your mind Ken? I got it Hi Ken I was just about the well the internationals now I've recovered from them as I was saying to Andy you know we should stick with, with, with Steve Clark now we'd lost this qualification before he was appointed we we lost him, yeah, under the, the, the results uh, when Alec McLeish was there. I'm not blaming McLeish either. I'm blaming the Blazers. We need to get rid of a manager and go back to Strachan now who was on a, run of, a good run of games. 
he was bringing the he was bringing the feel good factor back. The team was going the right direction, and then they get rid of him. I mean, if Stevie Clark manages at the end of his tenure to get a good run of games, even if we don't qualify for two tournaments, is he still going to get sacked if he shows that the team is going in the right direction? I mean, isn't that what you're wanting? You're wanting the team to go in the right direction. You're wanting uh, consistency, not just with players, but still with the manager as well. Yeah, I'm, the thing about Gordon Strachan, it gets mentioned quite a bit, but it was you know two years ago, and um, I remember saying at the time, Ken, that I, it would have been, it, I don't think Scotland, when they decided to to sack Gordon, that they would get a, a manager with a better CV than Gordon Strachan and with more experience, and that probably turned out to be the case. You know, Alan McLeish came in, he could both get very good CVs, but it wasn't as if Alex is exceptionally better. Than, than Gordon's But I think it was time for a change It was time to try something different Other than Gordon Because he did have two full campaigns Came very close But ultimately didn't get there So I think it was time for change Never worked out at all With Alan McLeish And you're right Stephen Clark went in Basically on minus three points Because you'd expect to get a victory In Kazakhstan Or certainly not to lose the game And then you look at The three of his first four fixtures That's why I said right from the outset Gordon And people saying second spot For me second spot was never realistic It, it wasn't it is all about the playoffs um, in March, but certainly if Stephen Stevie Clark doesn't get Scotland through the playoffs in March, you don't change him. You must give him the next full campaign to see how he gets on to try and get us to where's that going to be Qatar in twenty twenty two. But then talking about twenty four years since I've been at a major tournament, it just goes on and on. Right, Jim Duffy, Ken, I think speaks on on behalf of quite a few fans who have now decided to look back and say, Do you know what. Things under Gordon Strachan weren't so bad We went the calendar year undefeated And that that's just football When you get rid of one manager You're sort of hoping that the next guy Or the guy after that Shows some sort of sign of progress And if you're being completely honest You probably don't have that at the moment Albeit with a different group of players Yeah I mean again You can see, you find that a lot of times in clubs as well Club football you know Sometimes they, they get to a certain level And fans almost get fed up with the manager They get a bit bored with him They think oh, he's been there too long Or whatever And then the negativity starts to uh, You know become become more prominent And I think that um, You know Gordon Strachan Was probably a victim of that <laughs> You know the, the, They were just There seemed to be um, you know, a, a decent percentage of the fans who decided that there was no longer Gordon Strack and they wanted as a manager. And then it's about finding the replacement. Obviously, Alex came in and now Stevie's come in. But, you know, we have to look f- from now with, with what Stevie Clark has and to see whether we can get through in the playoffs. But, you know, again, you know, we heard uh, Ryan Christie talking there and saying he's got, we've got four games. The, the, the SFA have to look at this. They have to try and get people in through the gates because they, they're not going to go to the games for, for the competitive aspect. That's not going to happen. They're going to have to look at pricing. Pricing is locked sh- in, unfortunately. Yeah, but there I mean, are other ways. But, yeah, well, different campaigns got, and stuff. They've got to change it. They've got to look at it because you know a lot. A lot of these things we understand the financial side of it. But if we qualify through the playoffs, that money will come back. Will come back into the game. You know there'll be an upsurge mm-hmm. in interest from a variety of sources, including sponsors. We have to get people in to these type of games to create a positive atmosphere because. Obviously, as far as the competition is going to go, then you know that this is this is now just about trying to yeah. build towards those two playoff games. Ken, what about the players? Do we, by and large, stick with that group and try and get them more experienced and get a bit of continuity there, or are there other guys that, that you think need to get involved in the international setup now? Well, I mean, I, I think there's. Um, I think it was Jim was saying there's 
there was a number of players that weren't available for, for one reason or another, like Sir Lee Griffiths or Stark, you know, so get these guys back. I also think you need to look at the ones that are doing well for the under-21s and see if they can step up, you know? We've, we've got to look at a, a, a broader picture. You can, that as well. Yeah, you can understand frustrations, Mark. When when you get disappointment results, there is a temptation there to say, right, he won't do, he won't do. Let's bring him in. Yeah. Is there also an argument though to say that we need to get this squad more experienced? This squad needs to become more experienced. You look through the the list of caps when the squad's announced. There's hardly any caps, even amongst the guys that are talents. Even amongst yeah. your, your Ryan yep. Fraser's, Scott McTominay's, Callum McGregor. McGinn's, yeah. They don't. They hardly have any caps. Yeah, but I don't think that we're leaving anybody out that's got 60, 70, 80 We could argue, as I say, leaving them out, as in not choosing them. Guys like Stephen Fletcher, I think, unless I'm mistaken, have decided they don't want to come back at this moment in time. So I don't think there's anybody obvious that Steve Clark's not bringing in. Um, are we looking at, are we, are we talking about people, you know, youngsters such as Billy Gilmer? To come into the fold I don't know Is he better than what we've got I mean I'm sure that Steve Clark And Scott Gemmell Will have that um, converse, uh, Conversation But Jim makes a great point As well About about sponsorship And, and revenue I mean things are tight At the SFA Naturally You know been at a major tournament For more than 20 years You know so that They've lost out In millions And tens of millions um, Over the past and, and even just like Not beating Russia On Friday night Has cost us 20 or 25,000 fans on Monday which is approximately £600,000 in revenue lost mm-hmm. on Monday night you know and, and you add all yeah. them up over the years Jim yeah. it's, it's a shame but you've got you you've, know? they've got to look at that Matt I mean there's, there's, there's a marketing aspect of football which is evident at all levels of football but particularly top and sometimes yeah it over, actually overtakes the quality but we have to understand that our level of football and our quality of football is not going to draw the fans in. We're not going to listen. I mean, I, I actually feel sorry for the Scotland supporters. They have really stuck by him. And every now and again, where's a new manager, a new campaign, they come back again with renewed optimism only to, to be very, very quickly put back in yeah. their place again. Now let's get the views then of Ricky in Easterhouse. How are you feeling about this, Ricky? I think we stick with Stevie Clark. We're not qualified for tournaments for 20 odd years. And we keep in this chopping and changing. As soon as we get a bad result, when I'm 24 years, I'm 64 now, I'll be on the phone again. And when I'm 84, tell, saying the same story. Stevie Clark doesn't have the luxury of a club manager with these guys, day in and day out. He can't put it right the next the next day or the next couple of weeks. He's going to wait to, to, to what's it called, get them back together. Another thing, see, even the SSA has these friendlies, these glamour friendlies. We're playing teams that we know are going to come and beat us. We should be playing teams that we can compete against and try to get a wee bit of confidence mm. into our players. Yeah, I mean, we, again. yeah, we don't really have that problem so much anymore with the Nations League yeah, take, yeah. you know taking place of the friendlies. But what about what about Ricky's first point? Then mm. he's sort of similar to I think the previous caller talking about mm. sticking with Stevie Clark, sticking with this group of players. Because and I know you don't you didn't like the comparisons, Jim, from a grassroots perspective. Mm. But if you look at the other so-called smaller nations at the moment that are doing well, the Northern Ireland one is the most obvious one. They've just got a core of guys who are there all the time. I've now got fifty mm. and sixty, forty, you know. Been there so many mm. times, so many caps, and know their roles. Yeah, yeah, there there is a, an experience, but again, you know, people go back to to Michael's first well, our eight nine games didn't win a game. Uh, they stopped by him, um, but I also think that we've got a wee bit of arrogance in Scotland. If we played a similar style to what Northern Ireland had played, 
I think the manager would have got a fair bit of stick. You know, they 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 they've got a. So do we think we're better than we yeah. actually are? Yeah, I think we are. I think, and, and we and we keep getting into campaigns, trying to play expansive football. We look at the players we have. We'll say, well, we've got Andy Roberts there, we've got Ryan Fraser there, we've got Callum McGregor, so on and so forth. We've got to play a certain style of football, but that style of football isn't working. You know, hasn't been successful. Whereas I think Northern Ireland always pretty much the underdogs seem to roll their sleeves up, dig in, play a a, a more old. Fashion style f- a Football if you want to call it that Grind out results And battle away And, and seem to be accepted That's accepted To get to a tournament And, and I, I'm not sure Whether if we would mm. We would play it And I don't know If we have the players To play that way. How, how difficult is it do, do, we, do we have the players To do that Because I've seen people no. say You know we, we, we should We should be a bit more Scottish Take teams to Tynecastle Take them to Get in their faces do we even have players to do that? No, anymore? but I do think we should be a little bit more competitive than we come. I mean, when I say that aggressive yeah. competitiveness, no, we know we know we're not going to, and it's a different game now. And we're not asking people to go and pick up cars and crash into people. That's not what we're asking. But watching the game against Belgium, particularly night there, we went to press every time we went towards our Belgian player. We stopped. We almost put the brakes on three, four yards before we got to them, and they just popped it past us. And I think there's two ways: either early part of the game, you really go there. And get right in about them Really go for it Try and, try and um, put them off uh, uh, their, their style Put them out of their, their, their rhythm Or You sit back defensively And, and play it like an away game And say right okay We'll come to his end And we might pick you on On the, on, on the counter attack I didn't think we did either We didn't really get in about them And, and wrap them if you want to call it that mm. And we didn't defend in numbers We were too exposed And a team like Belgium Is going to fully exploit that And that's what they did Final word to you Ricky I'm just going to say, see these smaller nations that we are supposed to be behind. They've not done that overnight. That's took them years to get to it. Look at Kosovo last night against England. That's just a new country. They've got, they've got a bit of pride in what they do. The Finlands, the Icelands, it's took them a, quite a few years to get to where they are. We need to sit back and say, look, it's going to take us maybe another five or six years to get competitive. And so be it. We're just going to have to suffer it. But they can't keep chopping and changing managers because there's no continuity then. Players are no want to turn up for a certain manager, but they want to turn up for, them, for that manager. And when they get rid of the manager, the player doesn't want to come back into a new manager. We have to keep it. OK, thank you very much. That was Ricky in Easterhouse. Some good points well made. Ricky, it's 0141-951-1025. Tony's in Newton Merns. He thinks we've been bypassing some talented players in the past and we'll hear from him next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Lots of people looking back still on Scotland's disappointment in recent weeks, but the challenge is there. If you're bored of all the international doom and gloom, Give us a phone and tell us what you're expecting from your club team when the domestic stuff returns this weekend. Plenty to look forward to, Mark Guidi. It almost came at a, a weird time after the old firm game. Yeah. Um, it, it, it takes a back seat, but I think we'll be raring to go in a couple of days. Yeah, and Celtic Rangers both playing on, on Saturday. Celtic start away to, to Hamilton live in the telly. And then you've got Rangers at home to, to Livingston. So, yeah, listen, it, it's just going to hot up uh, month by month where the, both clubs going to be the next international break um, I think it's four league games That they'll squeeze in Between now and then And then you see the league Starting to take a proper bit of shape After eight, nine, ten games But uh, yeah I'm looking forward to it uh, All kicking off And Rangers will certainly 
Want to improve And need to improve They've inside Ryan Kent Since their last game He'll come right into the starting lineup. I'm sure And for Celtic It's all about just winning And keeping it going And keeping that lead At the top of the table It's a one four one nine five one one zero two five At Clyde SSB On Twitter Andrew McCallum He's making no secret That he's a Motherwell fan With the picture But he wants Richard Tate And Declan Gallagher To be given a chance In that defence uh, what else have we got Kevin McHugh says Scotland has a core of right good players Look at the value of our team Must be 200 million Harsh reality Is we regularly and consistently underperform On the big stage And Chaz says What are you on about The prices are locked in for the Scotland games I just meant for the rest of the campaign I think the prices are set at the beginning Of a qualification campaign There's not much scope to change them So hopefully some creative ways around it though um, Some Different schemes to try and get bodies through the door I think we'd all be in favour of that Right, let's go back to the phones And speak to Tony Tony's in Newton Mearns How are you, Tony? Hi, panel, how you doing? Hello hey, Tony. Um, I just wanted to make the point Obviously there's a lot of disappointment Over the last two Solomon games But I think There's a bigger picture And I think there has been for years I think that As a country We've had a lot of talented And creative players Coming through the ranks but seem to get lost somewhere down the road and I think that moving forward we have to start nurturing these players the more sort of creative talisman type players if you like I don't think we've had one since James McFadden um, and, I th- and through the history we've always had uh, really creative players such as Kenny Dalglish and um, even going back further than that and I think as you look through all the national teams they've all got this talisman and they've all got these type of players that can flip games on their heads and I think that if we had these types of players coming through um, then I think it would take the pressure off of the defence I think it would take the pressure off the midfield as well and I think there, there needs to be something in place to, to nurture you know, the more creative player and, uh, and I think that this is where we're really lacking. I mean, I watched the Kosovo versus England game last night and I watched them against Czech Republic last week and I was so impressed by them. They, they, they played with a freedom. They were all technically very good. And I think that we need to channel our energies as a nation into that type of player more often. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, Tony, I mean, we all have uh, a creative player, a player who puts a smile on your face, someone that can, uh, you know, un- unlock uh, defences by that little bit of magic uh, and you know anybody that's listening to me on this programme knows that James McFadden was my f- favourite Scotland player over the last maybe fifteen years or so. But the, you know they're few and far between, and and I think we need more than that. I think we have you know at times found talented players, uh, and we have some talented players just now in and around the, the the squad and some very good players. But I think that um, you know the, I don't I have to be honest with you in in this particular sense I don't really blame the clubs. Because all of the clubs would agree with you. I mean, they're all looking for these type of players. They would mm. all love for one of these players to come through. So in their academies, believe me, their coaches would be absolutely thrilled if a player like that came through. They're not. They're not. Um, you know, doing that to stifle talent. They're trying to find talent. They're trying to um, give that talent a platform. But I just think sometimes the players themselves, you know, the the, the kids themselves. Do they have that same appetite? Do they have the same mentality as some of the players that you've looked at in other places? And also, do do they have the same desire to work as hard to achieve things? And I think that there, there, there has to be questions asked sometimes of the players because, I mean, I've seen umpteen academies and you know, I speak to many, many uh, coaches and they all would love 
those type of players. There's, there's, we're all football fans. Mm. <laughs> you know, all coaches are football fans. They, they would all love players like that. But they're few and far between, as I said. And, and you know, even if you look at England just now, you know, going back to a Gaza type of thing, you know, they were crying out for that type of player. And don't get me wrong, England play some fantastic football now. But they don't have that one player, if you want to look at, you know, that, that just plays in that that, that kind of makes just things behind happen. and makes things happen. They've got a fantastic group of players, but they don't have, you know, there's not many around in, in, in world football. Tony, is the challenge perhaps to, to somehow, and I've, I've no idea how you do it, but to somehow find guys who actually raise their game when they come to the international setup. You mentioned James McFadden, it was something he always did. And I'm sure James wouldn't, wouldn't mind the comparison. Look at. Look at James Forrest Look at Ryan Fraser Look at Ryan Christie Callum McGregor Are they vastly inferior players To what James McFadden was? No Probably not But but for some reason He turned up Loved having the nation's hopes In his shoulders And, and managed to thrive Whereas perhaps guys At the moment Don't Is that fair? Yeah absolutely I think that comes down to uh, Like a I think it comes down to A mentality thing As well I think that like you said, James McFadden sort of thrived off of having, having that on his shoulders. And I think that it comes down to character as well. I'm not too sure that as good a players as they are, I'm not too sure James Forrest and um, Ryan Christie are the, are the type of characters that, that would really like to go and crab games with the scuff of the neck. I also think that Rangers have also got a responsibility as well to bring through these, these players. And I, I think that the battle that the Celtic Rangers are having at the moment um, to, for Rangers to try and stop Celtic's nine in a row and I think it's probably detrimental to the Scottish game because they're, they're probably not bleeding, they're bleeding through as many young players as they should be but I also think it comes from a, a belief as well from, from these guys I actually think there's a lot of real real talented footballers in Scotland that really truly don't believe that they can get to the highest level or play the top level because they are Scottish Um and I think we need to change that. We need to change that mindset and give these guys a belief that they can make it to the very top and they can um, get get to the same level as a Kevin De Bruyne one day. I, I, for me, Tony's mentioned that you're your faddy, your talisman, your kind of playmaker types. And I think you're right. You know, McGregor's and and and, and Christie's and, and and Ryan Fraser's and, and boys like that. They can go and do it. Okay, maybe not at the highest highest level. But at levels where they can help contribute to one game. For me, that there's more a concern, and you see a pattern over the past few years, and and it's not just us. Northern Ireland, Wales, Republic of Ireland, no England, got the, the huge population. Where are the number nines? Where are the strikers? Where are they coming from? We don't have one there now, and I don't see one in the in the horizon. And you look at Wales twenty years ago, Ian Rush, you know Matt Hughes, fifteen years ago. Ten years ago, John Hartson's and, and people like look at Republic Island, Robbie Keane's, there's nobody else. Northern Ireland's David Healy, 10, 15 years ago, you know, but scored even a hatchet Spain against Germany. Germany don't produce number nines, though. No, it's not, know, I, the, the, big, the big countries don't even produce so, them. But what the, is the it then? So, do they not want to? Is it because now that in the past five years, most clubs now, countries only play with one striker, mm-hmm. that everybody wants to be a midfielder because there's four or five places yeah. up for grabs in teams? I sat watching. Monday night's game with Belgium with Lubo Moravchik and we spoke about that very thing and he said it's the same in Slovakia we don't have a number 9 in the country he says what we have to do is we've got a number 10 who plays for Hertha Berlin his name escapes me and we have to move him up and ask him if he plays a number 9 and he's nowhere near a striker but there's a lot of problem going on and I think that's something that we need to look at closely as a country and as clubs as well where are our goal scorers 
Why do we not have goal scorers? The, the kids not want to be goal scorers anymore. They want to be midfielders because there's a better chance of playing football. And then going back to Tony's point, Jim, yeah, it would be great. You get a guy who picks it up, beats a couple of men, mm. sticks it in the, the top corner from 30 yards. But but maybe what we are really lacking, because we do have talent in the midfield, mm. and, and Mark's obviously addressed the striking position. What about the defence? Mm. It's Yes, injuries obviously played a big part this time. Mm. Chopping and changing all the time. Absolutely no competition at right back for Stephen O'Donnell. Um, yeah. You know he, he's he's playing there all the time. Andy Robertson obviously speaks for himself. Can he? You know, can he reach the levels he reaches for Liverpool? That's a different discussion. But w- w- where are we going to get these yeah, defenders? I mean, I mean, who- Alexander Robertson again. You know, playing for for Scotland and playing in the way he would play for Liverpool. But he doesn't have Van Dijk behind him. You know what I mean? I mean he, he doesn't have Fabinho and sitting in the midfield and and you know yeah. the Manny and Salah and all yeah, that. Yep. I mean, so yep. you know we we you know you play with different types of players and a different structure. Um, so you, but you, you're obviously trying to still say to good players, well, we don't want to stifle you, we don't want to restrict you because we need you playing at the same the, the level you possibly can. But I, I mean, again, I feel a bit sorry when someone says, "Oh, Stephen O'Donnell, this player." There's one or two. I mean, we used to have three or four. You know, goalkeepers. I mean, a few years ago, when you know people used to compare, oh, what goalkeeper would you pay? What what centre backs would you play? But recently, all these things, as I said, is is um, has been a problem. So we we don't have an embarrassment of riches. We're maybe a wee bit kind of heavy in the middle of the pitch with good players, but the rest of the teams are wee bit we're a wee bit thin. But I still think we should be better, and mm. I, I think we we've got to stop looking at it. What we don't have what we do have. We have, to, we have to produce bigger performances. I mean, I think that Tony was on about some of the players maybe not grabbing the game and stuff like that. But I've seen James Forrest and McGregor in European games really grabbing and, and old firm games grabbing the game. So they can. Well, James do Forrest that. scored a Scotland yeah, hat trick not that course. long ago. I mean, they can do that. These guys and and as I said, this with James McFadden's one of James' biggest fans. But ultimately, Scotland didn't qualify in the whole time he played for Scotland. So he's still <laughs> looking for more. So you need better. You need a, a better balance. And I think we have to change our mindset a little bit. I think we have to be a little bit more conservative, a little bit more defensive minded, until such times as we can find those players that Mark's talking about at the top end of the pitch. Stevie and Bailison, what do you think? I'm, I'm the actual polar opposite for the panel's comments there. I'm astounded. I'm up, I'm up at the academy now watching young boys at grassroots football. And and for me all day long to be negative, we need to nullify teams, we need to sit in, we need to defend better. People go to football matches primarily, first and foremost, set the result to one side. I want to be entertained. I don't want to sit and watch 10 men behind a ball. And we're not very good at it. So we have to find something that we are good at and surely that's not the 10 men behind the ball. Greg Levine tried it miserably. We have to move on. I'd be interested to see what the panel thinks about that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying we get everybody back behind the ball, Stevie. What I'm saying is at this moment in time, we don't have the quality up at the top end of the pitch and we're still trying to beat, play this expansive football, which is... We're, we're, we're losing, you know... Goal after goal You know we're not just Getting beaten the odd 1-1-0 one, one, Here and there You know we're losing Far too many goals And if, Unless we can find Someone who's going to score us A bundle of goals Either for a striker Or midfield players The first thing you have to do Is be hard to beat And I think we're too easy To beat just now That's what I'm trying to say Be Get get those principles right first Be hard to beat Get a structure in place Which makes it difficult And then after You know if we'd managed to qualify Then if we managed to get A series of results 
Of course, you then want to add, agree, agree with you. You then want to entertain. But the first thing you have to do is have a structure. And I don't I don't think we've had a structure. I think we just, we're in between systems. That's what I, I, I think. I think that's blatantly obvious. And we see that by the results. We don't get results. But my, my, my primary point is, I'm not spending 30 or 40 pounds on a wet Tuesday night to not be entertained. I think that's a right, a basic right that we should be. Where's the Tanner ball players? Where is the attacking players? If we've not got them, we must have some. We've got players that we rave about in the Premier League. Mikey Johnson's technically gifted kind of players. How are these guys not coming in? Yeah, but we had James Forrest there, we had, we had Ryan Fraser, we had Ryan Christie, we had Callum McGregor, and we have Scott McTominay. All of these players are all technically very good players, but we're not producing it international on on the international stage. Stephen Bellison, enjoy your night. He's done a bit of scouting already. He's looking for the, the next generation. I can hear it in the background. It's 01419511025. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Read a couple of your tweets next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're looking for. Your highlights What are you looking forward to When domestic football returns This weekend What are you expecting From your team We can do that In the second hour Of tonight's show That'll give us a nice uh, A nice break um, Once we get to 7 o'clock Andy Chalmers is on Twitter He says What happened to chemistry In a Scotland team We've got McGregor And Forrest and Christie They play together Week in week out Why does Clark Refuse to start them together Proven winners And can't get a game Together uh, Will S. Mack is on Jim Duffy hits the nail on the head We've an abundance of midfielders No defence or attack It's a sad indictment of our game uh, A couple coming in Boss Boy is one And there was another one Forgive me uh, For not giving you the old There we are Dave Park He says You guys are the experts I suspect he's got his tongue in his cheek there uh, He says Please explain to United fans How Scotland can't score goals But continue to ignore Our most lethal striker Lawrence Shankland. Well, we have had this uh, debate even last season, uh, you know, when he was at uh, United and rattling in the goals. And I suppose you could say, why why not Stephen Dobie? You know, if you want to just talk about goal scorers, because his record over the last couple of years is phenomenal. So, you know, yeah, there are ones, you know, in his early 20s and ones in his his mid 30s. But, um, you know, I think uh, the argument will be that he's he's not playing at the top level, which is a fact. He's playing in the Scottish Championship. He's not playing in the Premier League. Um, there was an opportunity for Premier League clubs to come and take him. And it didn't happen for one reason or another. And and he's went to Dundee United now. May, may well, if they get promoted this year and he keeps scoring goals in the Premier League, yeah, I think he will eventually become a Scotland player. But I think he has to be... In the Premier League for um, Stevie Clark to consider him. Could you find a place for him in a squad, Mark? No one just to play devil's advocate. You know, could could you put him in there? And we know he's a chance taker. So you know, regardless of the level, whether it gets to a certain stage in a game or whether that environment brings him on. Jim's talking about that. You know, he's playing in, in the second tier. So obviously, to suggest that he comes in and lead the line in all these massive games might be a stretch. But could we find a place for him in a squad which isn't littered with striking talent? Hey, maybe it, it, it's one of the ones that if, if, say, for example, Steve Clark had to bring him in to a squad, all of a sudden the story of the squad would yeah. be Lon Shankland and all the focus would be on him. And you know, it might, and you say, Well, I'm only bringing him to have a look. Mm-hmm. You say, Well, what you have to look for, I'm sure 
You'd speak to Robbie Nielsen, Lee McCulloch said as well. They know what it's like to be an interclass, international class player. Um, and then if if you're bringing in Lorne Shankland, then who's to say there's, and I can't kind of think off the top of my head, but two or three strikers in our SPFL number nine. So, well, I'm playing at a higher level than him. I might not be scoring 20 goals, but I'd get 20 goals if I was playing for Dundee United against Arbroath or, or, or Morton or whoever it may be. So um, I'm not saying... Lon Shankland in time might not uh, isn't going to again, but at the moment no I, I would say no again you've got a £20 million Premier League striker and Oliver McBurney yeah. uh, sitting there you know and you know he, he's in the Premier League and he's earned the right by scoring 23 goals for, for Swansea in but the ultimately is it not more important for us really about what they do when they get there rather than what they do the other weeks of the, the month no, I, I, I listen. I, I'm a big fan of Lawn, so I had you had him uh, when I was at Morton and, and Lawn. And as I said, and I've, I've watched his, his career, and he's he's he's, he's a terrific goal scorer. Um, I'm not decrying you know, Lawn Shetland as a player, but I just think that um, you know there are players, you know, as Mark said, that perhaps playing at a higher level, maybe not scoring as many goals, mm. and, and I think that that's the ultimate the case. I'm not I'm not quite sure when when Rangers were in the lower leagues, you know, if if any of their players were selected in the in the championship or no, the only one was maybe there was. Lee Wallace you know, every now and again His name would crop up For the left back position I know, I know that It, it was certainly um, You know an, an aspect Or a part of the reason Why they weren't selected Is because they were playing At a I think John level. McGinn made it Into the squad When he yeah, was in the championship Hibs. At Hibs mm-hmm. I think from memory Yeah, so, yeah it's, it's feasible And it is possible And listen We're not blessed With a lot of strikers So I certainly wouldn't Rule it out And listen We've got four games Which are really Games, games that you may yeah. well <laughs> risk, risk a you know a, a you know a, 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 a player like Lawn. So you know why, why not if he keeps going goals? In the wonders of modern technology, the tweet from Boss Boy suggesting it says from a plane heading to Canada streaming the show. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Uh, spe- speaking of aeroplanes, Mark Guidi, um Jim Duffy wasn't with us last Wednesday no. night, yeah. and it just shows you that you, you you can't go anywhere. You're never mm-hmm. safe because imagine a scenario where Jim had said, told us a wee fib and said, oh, I've got. Other engage, I, I, I can't make it. We had a caller in on Monday night's show. He said, "I met Jim Duffy in Tenerife last week, and he's, he's looking a bit bronzed." So listen, Jim, yeah, we've got my, eyes on. We've got eyes on everywhere. It was just as well because I was saying, it because it matter to me. They'd probably say to me, "I was in, the, I was in a, a Rangers pub. It was a very well known Rangers pub." So there you go. So just in case anybody else decided to saw me, well, yeah, you just come and clean. Yeah, I was, okay. I, was a, I was in a Rangers pub. I was in watching the Scotland game. There's no hiding place <laughs> That's it No hiding place There we go 01419511025 We're just along the road In Clyde Bank George has some thoughts for us Hi George Yes good evening folks. Hi George um, To the rest of the panel A lot of that you know What was funny enough Was the um, Andy Robertson Fabulous player Really wonderful player You know I think Friday night Against Russia He was He's a captain Right and he was trying too hard. He was playing out of position everywhere. And he's taking the captaincy on very severely. That's what I'd like to say the lights of it. If you're not in the right position at the right time, and he's trying to help out of defence, and you can't do that, you need to stay in your own position because when he plays with Liverpool, he plays at left back. He's up that line like a well, tomato, crossing balls across, the same as Tierney used to do with Celtic. And that's their position. So everybody in a team should have a position, quite honestly. And the next day in the ready papers, Robertson get five stars out of ten. I was disgusted. It was a shame because the guy run his guts out. I know he caused one goal, but he run his guts out quite honestly, try to cover up for everybody else. 
And I don't know what the panel think about that. I just think it's maybe too much pressure on the boy and he's trying too hard. I don't know, because all, I was a member years ago. I read Paul Lambert when he went to Brusher Dormant when they won the European Cup. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I read about, about him and he went like, how do they set their team up? And he says, we've all got a square area. Everybody's got a square area. You need to move out it now, now and again, you know. And he says, and that's the way they work it. That's your area and you guard that. It's one of these questions that, that does come up, Mark, and I, I don't really know how you measure it, but I think you can still a- ask the question, is it a possibility that, that Andy Robertson's burdened by being the Scotland captain? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think George makes a great point. He, he does care so much. I mean, you can see that, you know, even if the boy with at Queen's Park and all the thing, you know, he's, got, he's young, a lot of spotlight on him. He's a Champions League winner. He's probably the top three left-backs in Europe when he's playing for Liverpool. That is in, in, in club form um, So yeah But would I take the captaincy off him? Absolutely not That's something that you'll learn to get And it's something that For the past 22 years There's been other captains that have had that As, as he mentioned himself Dan Fletcher boys Because you don't qualify for a tournament But does that mean you say I don't want the captaincy Who's got, who, who have we got that's a better captain Than Andy Robertson And that would probably do longer term More harm than good Taking the captains off him So yeah I do believe it could be A bit of a burden sometimes And I think it's a great point Maybe he was trying too hard uh, On Friday But no you, you've got to stick with him I mean Jim Depending what route you take into Hamden You will pass a massive mural Of Andy Robertson On the mm-hmm. side of one of the walls I mean that sort of stuff Will bring its own pressure mm-hmm. Yeah I think George's got a point there's a, Listen there's a lot of very good players Who Struggled a little bit When the armband went on you know, for one reason or another, and per- perhaps that, you know, extra responsibility, you know, the, you know, the kind of burden of trying to be, you know, trying to galvanise a whole team. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it, it may well, you know, have affected him. He does seem to try really hard. I mean, I think he does try hard anyway, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, I think, he, you know, you can see, you know, he just seems to be sometimes, he's, he's maybe not got that same calmness, just a little fraction, just a little bit. Tense uh, tension in him, and I sure. think that's understandable. And also, since he's been made captain, the results haven't been great. And no, for that, that that keeps. I think that that will always come up and and get mentioned at times. So yeah, no. I mean, listen, I think he's like Matt, if not the best left back in the world, he's certainly certainly not far away from it. So um, I didn't phone up to say that. I just phone yeah. up to say the guy's brilliant. He's fabulous. Yeah. Oh no, no, I, I know that. I, I know that George. Most pressure on that boy. Yeah, no, that's what I was asking. Yeah. No, you may, you might, you might have, you might have said he might, but again, I think if he if he spoke to him, he would probably say no. I'm I'm oh, fine yeah, with it. I'm, yeah. I'm, but again, some guys, you know, might think, oh, listen, it's better to hand that to someone else. And, and there's a lot of times it's not always the best player as the captaincy. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes a guy who's maybe just a little bit, just you know, just can deal with things yeah. a little bit. So you know, but I, I really don't think that's. I mean, I, I don't know him well enough. I know his family, but I don't know Andy well enough to to say that that could affect him. I think it's more results, and I think yeah, when, when results are poor, yeah, I think I think he will. I think the more he, the more he yeah. plays, then the more, and then obviously it's, it's, it's up to Stevie as well to say to him, listen, exactly. just just focus on your own game just now, and don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> let, let all the other guys. They, they they're all playing for top clubs anyway, so they should be no, able to handle true. it. You can't have four or five yeah. players on there one player out in the team. Yeah. That game, and you go, come on. Let the guy play left back position and yeah. he's fabulous. Yeah. Great stuff, George and Clyde Bank. Thank you very much for the call. It's time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. The pundits arrested the decline of last week. It was three wins in a row for the listeners, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday last week, but 
The pundits have been back on form this week So let's see if you can stop that run It's 0141-951-1025 Your chance to win a signed ball If you can get one over on Mark Guidi Or Jim Duffy If you fancy it tonight Give us a call quickly Because the lines close at 7 o'clock Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi are here We've been looking back on all things Scotland The disappointment following the Russia and Belgium games Where did it go wrong on the night? Where is it going wrong in general? And if you've still got thoughts on those We would love to have them But now is the time to turn your attentions to the weekend Because the domestic stuff is back I know the international football doesn't float everyone's boat So if you're looking forward to the domestic return What are you expecting from your team? Some big fixtures this weekend At Clyde SSB or 01419511025 Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Beat the pundit time before we do anything It's Mark or it's Jim And one of them is up against George from Thornley Bank How are you tonight George? I'm very well mate, you. Yeah, not too bad at all George As a Rangers fan, are you looking forward to the domestic football returning? Most certainly mate uh, I'm not really a big Scotland fan To be quite honest with you um, It's painful to watch at times <laughs> Listen, well even the big Scotland fans would agree with that I think Jim Duffy, everyone's in agreement You're a big Scotland fan But it's certainly painful to watch <laughs> It's very painful, believe me <laughs> uh, Good stuff, right Let's toss the coin Heads, you're up against Mark Guidi, George And tails, it's Jim Duffy it would help if I didn't drop the coin It is Tails Jim against George Let me give Jim some Clyde 2 In his ear And that way he can't hear us George We'll get your clock up and running You've got 30 seconds Head to head with Jim Remember You can pass Here is your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Let's do it George Let's do it Who scored a late double For Scotland 21's win Against Croatia last night? McClellan uh, Which country does Rangers Joe Aribo represent? Nigeria How many league goals Does Lauren Shankland Have this season uh, 15 What Scottish team's Nickname is the Gable Endies Bacon uh, Moritz Bauer Plays for Austria But played for which Other country At under 21 level uh, Germany Who's the current Manager of Cove Rangers uh, Pass And in what year Did Rangers beat Leon 3-0 away from home uh, 2005 Ok let's bring Jim Duffy back Jimmy you ready Yep. A couple of tricky ones in there Let's get going Who scored a late double For Scotland 21s In the win against Croatia Conor McLennan Which country does Rangers Joe Aribo represent Ooh. France How many league goals Does Lawrence Shankland Have this season League goals Six What Scottish team's nickname Is the Gable Endies uh, Montrose Moritz Bauer plays for Austria But played for which other country At under 21 level Germany Who's the current manager Of Cove Rangers Paul Hartley and in what year did Rangers beat Leon 3-0 away from home in Europe? 2011 Okay George, what do you think of Jim's attempt? Uh, very, very close I actually met Jim in Tenerife Funny you were talking George, about George, that earlier George. No, but hold on you, weren't, you didn't phone on Monday, did you? No, no It was a few <laughs> years back It was early when we had the magic cami <laughs> So the question is How yes. many Super Scoreboard listeners yeah. have you met in Tenerife? Because this is now the second one in the space <laughs> no, of three quite days a lot And a lot of times I've had people phone up and saying Oh I've seen you in, uh, in Tenerife and you were steaming And well, I always go That's when I met your legend there, ah, there, you there go. We go. Uh, you, Just to clear up you're a non-drinker That's I why am, you're bringing up that story But people think Because you see me in pubs They think I must be I must like a refreshment or two 
been wanting to damage your, your <laughs> reputation Let's find out anyway uh, On the, the, the Tenerife derby mm. On Beat the Pundit Who scored a late double in Scotland Under 21's win against Croatia It was Conor McLennan You both got it Well done One all after one question Which country does Rangers Joe Rebo represent? George knew it It was Nigeria mm. 2-1 to George How many league goals does Lawrence Shankland have this season? George I know he's a good goal scorer But I think you were uh, yeah, mis- yep. misunderstood the question. I think he's got eight. I think you had him on fifteen, didn't you? So none of you yeah. got it right. Uh, which Scottish team's nickname is the Gable Endies? It is Montrose. That's the equaliser for Jim Duffy. So they all count from here on. And you both thought that Moritz Bauer had played for Germany's twenty ones, but it's Switzerland. That's where he was born. Um, the current manager of Cove Rangers is Paul Hartley. Yeah. Jim Duffy moves in front, George. He's 3 2 in front, which means you need this to equalise. In what year did Rangers beat Leon 3 0 away from home in Europe? It was 2007. George, you were closer than Jim, but you weren't close enough, and he's well beat played. you by 3 to 2. Well played. All right. Unlucky, George. I should have knew that one. You should have given him seen. There's three Rangers questions there. You call yourself a Rangers fan. Come on. I know. It's under pressure. <laughs> no, what to do I'm is just kidding. meet Jim and Costa Decky next kidding. month and you can talk about the matchup. Yeah. See yeah. you later, George. I'll meet you next Monday. Or I'd have to be the sack. <laughs> that was George in Thornley Bank. A 3 2 victory for yeah. Jim Duffy on Beat the Pundit. Right. It's 01419511025. The Scotland situation will. Rear its head again This will go on and on Until we get better So we could be waiting Quite a while But Jim Duffy The domestic football mm. Does return this weekend It's Wednesday night I think we can mm. Slowly start yeah. Looking look forward. forward What are you thinking? Yeah you've got to look forward I mean obviously Celtic uh, Will be on a high After winning Comprehensively Against Rangers uh, in, the, in the big game And the Rangers fans I think will be looking For an immediate response From their, their team Because I think They've been into that game As optimistic As they've been In, in, in many a year um, you know, and uh, you know it didn't it didn't work out. Obviously, Ryan Kent signed after the game, huge signing. I think we we we, th- we all thought I think that something might happen, even though it was right to the very last minute. But a terrific signing, um, and I think like Mark says, I think he'll go right into the team. So yeah, there's still a, a, a lot at the weekend, and for the rest of the, the Premier League clubs, I think you know there has to be a bit more consistency. Because if not, it's going to be two teams who will create. A massive gap within a very short period of time And can international breaks come at good or bad times Or is that one of those footballing cliches That people just spout for the sake of it I, I think that uh, you know it's not it's not a great time for any clubs. Clubs want momentum, you know they want. And if you have a bad result, you want to get a game straight away to get over it. If you have a good result, you want to keep it going. So no, I think clubs would much rather be playing um, domestic football on a regular basis. We're going to hear from a couple of players hoping to make an impression when the domestic football returns. We'll get to Mikey Johnson in just a second. Craig is first up. Well, Craig is a Rangers fan on the line. You looking forward to the return of the domestic stuff, Craig? Hi, Jesse. Uh, definitely. I am. I, I'm. I've got to say, I'm. I'm glad that the international break is over because it's always a very painful experience these days. Um, but with the domestic football being back, I'm glad, and I think Rangers need to. Well, this weekend at home to Livingston, I think my expectation is they need a comfortable one. I'm not talking one nil. Kind of win when we're good enough. That's no disrespect to Livingston, but after that old firm game at home at Livingston, I'm looking for Rangers to go out and win comfortably three, four, nothing kind of area because that's the response they need. They need to come out and show that intent again and that hunger and show that the league 
isn't over because Celtic have won one old firm game. I know that there are people who clearly think that Rangers are now dead and buried because they lost one game. It's now up to Rangers to prove that isn't the case. I mean, anyone connected with Celtic thinks that their name's in the trophy already. So, that you know, Rangers just need to go, you know, beat Livingston comfortably, uh, 3-4-0, show that intent, and then, oh, of course, Celtic are away to Hamilton. They couldn't really get an easier fixture if they wanted it, so they'll win that comfortably. That's why Rangers need to do the same. Um, but also keep the pressure up, because obviously there is only three points in it. If Rangers continue to win, I don't believe for a second that Celtic are going to win every game for the rest of the season. So Rangers need to keep up with Celtic until they do drop points and then capitalise on that. Um, and I'm looking for him to do that. I'm also looking for Steven Gerrard to, you know, to, to play a squad way that shows that intent. You know, I'm not looking to see that squad come out this weekend at home at Livingston and to see Gerrard's playing, you know, um, maybe one or two players that are on the periphery or anything like that because it's Livingston I'm looking for him to play a full strength squad to go out and 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 well frankly do Livingston Yeah I mean I think Craig outlines the the situation pretty well Mark Guidi because a a home game against Livingston that's one Rangers are expected to deal with comfortably anyway but then you throw in the fact that they did lose the, the previous game to Celtic and everything that goes along with that it just it just ramps it up a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the between now and the next international break, off the top of my head, four league games probably Rangers have got. I think St John's have also got our, the League Cup semi final, uh, quarter final way to, to, to Livingston, and they've got to progress in that as well. It's the first chance of silver, but, but certainly Rangers, if it is four games, and I'm sure there's Aberdeen are in there too. I'm sure that they play. You've got to take twelve points out of twelve, Gordon. I mean, you, you've just got to, you know, because if you are going to drop points in these games. Out with Celtic ones It's it's unlikely you're going to win the league And I agree with the point as well That Celtic are going to win every game They'll drop points But certainly when you look at the performance against Rangers To go to Ibrox They certainly had a real bit about them That was their best performance at Ibrox um, In a long, long time So Celtic um, are going to take a bit of beating um, This season And Rangers need to show that they're up to it But not only against them but in the other games too And that's why they need maximum points Between now and mid-October Let's hear from Rangers One of their summer signings George Edmondson He says it's tough watching From the sidelines But he kind of knew it would happen He featured in just four games Since signing from Oldham in June uh, But he believes that the hard work Will eventually pay off You know it is hard Coming from playing Every minute of every game To say not playing But Connor and Nico at the minute Done really well So And they've done well From the back end of last season So they deserve to keep the place so uh, I know I know where I stand. The harder I work, it'll work them even harder to keep their place. But I feel like you know, if a chance does arise, you know, I need to be ready for it. It is a long season, um, so I'm sure I'll be fit and ready to go when that chance comes. So he may be competing with the likes of Nikola Katic and Connor Goldson, but he says they're all working together and helping each other every day. We all push each other. If there's something I see, say in Nico, who I think, oh, you know, you can do this better, or you're really good at that, you know, I'll tell him and tell him to keep doing it. Whereas if it's Nico sees something in me, um, he pushes me and says, oh, keep doing this, George, you know, keep doing that. And same with Connor and Philip, you know, we all push each other, you know, because we all want the same outcome. When I first come in, I knew, you know, it was going to be a big step up. And I'd say the first couple of weeks, uh, I kind of felt that. But I feel like as the days go on, you know, I feel like I'm stepping up every day and um, I feel like I'm every day just getting that bit better and improving. That first section of the league campaign, Craig, it's a very small sample, but you get 
a rough idea You've seen your team play some some winnable games Some tough games Home and away Are there, are there any guys you think can, can now force their way into the team Or perhaps on the other hand Guys that you really want to see Steven Gerrard stick with In the, the next section of the campaign Well I think um, it's, it's difficult You know With George, with George Edmondson for example You know for What I've seen him in the, the couple of the pre-season games And the Europa League qualifiers that he played in He certainly played quite well And I must admit I've been surprised To not see him Get a game Um Really since the domestic season kicked off But I think when you look at that Squad For me I think one thing that's for sure I think You know This weekend I think Morelos Has got to start For Rangers I, You know I understand the foe's been playing well But it, It's been seeming to me This season anyway That Gerard has Almost kind of made the foe The number one Starter At this point in time Now I don't actually Necessarily agree with that because I feel Defoe's good but Morelos is surely still number one um, but I think that aside there's no you know I think in terms of players I think maybe I think Glenn Kamara hasn't really got to that level he was at last season so I think it's maybe maybe right that he would get dropped for a few games um, obviously Ryan Kent has got to he's surely got to come straight in you don't spend um, the kind of money that's that's been spent on him and not bring him straight in that would be madness suggest if he didn't play Kent from the start um, but well, I think in the early season it's not been terrible but I do think that although they've managed to get over the line and they've said a couple of times how they've won games they might not have last season at the same time they, you know they got just a bit through the game 2-1 against Kilmarnock they beat a very stubborn St Mirren only one now, and you've got to say for me that that's something that's got to change. He's got to, you know, change that pace a bit, and you know we can't just live off a. Well, they wouldn't have won that last season, so it's fine. It doesn't matter. You've you've got to go and beat these teams by more than just a goal. Okay, let me put the points to, to Jim Duffy. Jim, the previous game, the game prior was obviously the Celtic game, and that comes with an unbelievable amount of scrutiny on Stephen Gerrard's team selection we spoke about it for days afterwards yeah. um, but when the next game rolls around then it just intensifies again and you're looking to see who he puts in and who doesn't yeah I mean again people will look at it and you know the likes of George Edmondson I don't know whether he would have came out and maybe just put himself back in the front line again if, if Farina's defence but had they been quite as open as they were uh, against Celtic uh, you know and made a couple of errors and, and were punished so obviously he's maybe saying to the manager look I'm here you know I'm, I'm knocking on the door okay these guys started well but you know they, they had a, a, a pretty poor performance against Celtic so you know if, if you do need me I'm ready to go um, obviously as we thought Ryan Kent will come in I think um, you know you're at Ibrooks. You know, a magnificent surface, a big pitch, you know, huge crowd. It's a perfect, um, you know, place to, to get him back, uh, you know, playing for Rangers again, even if it is 70 minutes or so. Um, but the only thing I, I would disagree with Craig was that, you know, he's comparing, he's saying, oh, Livingston, but Celtic's get the easiest game. Actually, Celtic away to Hamilton on mm-hmm. an artificial surface, isn't it? And, he's, and Celtic, have, although they've, 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 they've won there, of course they have, but the games have always been, you know, they've, they've been a wee bit kind of tricky at times. So I think that Rangers have got to just focus on themselves. I think that's the bottom line. Um, you know, Craig said they've got to come out the traps. They've got to put teams to bed so that they're not, you know, you know, trying to nick one in the last minute and one and one nil with a fantastic free kick from Barisic. They've got to put teams to bed 
uh, I think because that will say to the supporters listen we do have another gear mm. we're in that groove now but teams sometimes do take five, six, seven games just to get into that you know kind of mindset and I think Rangers are working towards that still there's still a little bit to come Celtic fans I wonder if you think Mikey Johnson can keep his place in the team or will it be the new signing El Yanusi? we see more often than not in the coming weeks unfortunately for Mikey Johnson he will be injured this week he says he's not taking the starting place for granted despite the four goals in ten games he knows he's got plenty of competition to take his place I think it's been a good start obviously it's disappointing uh, not getting into the Champions League for everyone involved but um I think it's been a good start as well. Obviously, beating Rangers was was a high, so uh, it's not, it's not been it's not been too bad. Delighted that the manager showed like a lot of faith in me and gave me games, so I'm happy about that. It's a bit surreal at times, but it's it's really good and I'm enjoying every minute. At a big club, there's always going to be people trying to get into every position. It's a healthy competition for everyone as well, so it's something that you got to deal with. Everyone's got to earn their place, and if I'm not playing well, then I'm not going to play. But if I keep producing and, and scoring goals and getting assists then hopefully I'll play there's always someone who's doing well and who's going to come into the team and replace you so I just need to keep producing the gaffer always sort of gives me a lot of confidence and, and he's always giving me advice and people like Damien Duff and John Kennedy I'm always trying to learn wee bits and bobs off everyone and, and add stuff to my game Chris and Shettleston looking forward to seeing your team back in action this weekend <laughs> I need to laugh at you Chris hello. hello Chris we've got you hi um, yeah, it's just about the, the the Rangers fan that called in there about five minutes ago. Oh, sorry, by the way. Hi, Gordon, Mark, and Jim. Hi, Ronnie. On you go. Hi, Chris. Uh, that, that was the same boy who was saying um, that Rangers were going to win comfortably against us. And I'm pretty sure Celtic went out and absolutely showed Rangers the gap is still there. What do you think? I think Celtic won the game comfortably, Chris. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Whether you're a, a Rangers supporter, Celtic supporter, Rangers coach, Celtic coach, you can't argue with that fact that uh, Celtic played well, they defended well, they attacked well, and Rangers just weren't there. They just weren't at it um, in too many departments. And yeah, you can look at Stephen Gerrard's team selection as being a factor in that, and I'm sure that's something that, that Stephen Gerrard um, will learn from. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what he does do um, with his team selection in terms of the number nine. I think that that uh, Jermaine Defoe um, is a more intelligent footballer. Um, I think that just comes with, with his years of experience. I think he links up better with other players, but I do think that Morelos is more of a handful and can cause central defenders more problems. So mm. it, it depends how you weigh up in, in the opposition. But uh, Rangers on Saturday against Livingston... Should win the game I think Celtic will win At Hamilton too But I think that will be A trickier game For them As Jim said But at the moment Chris Celtic are going to take A bit of beating It looks as though They've really got the bit Between their teeth To go and do nine in a row And Rangers are going to have To produce something special Over the next 34 games To stop them Chris has that game At Ibrox just Raised the expectation level For you and your fellow fans Once again I, I take it you're fully expecting To go on a A convincing winning run when the, the domestic football returns? I will. I hope so. I'm I'm pretty sure we will. Get confidence in my team, so um Rangers are getting there but I think there's still a wee gap. Still a wee gap there. I mean, we just heard for the likes of Mikey Johnson, Jim, who has started well and now has a sixteen million pound player to 
to, to push him or to maybe yeah. j- jump straight in front of him and gun the team. So it'll be interesting to see across the board, not just Celtic, how these teams look post transfer window. Yeah, it's always difficult now, you know, when you look at one position. So Mikey Johnson, for instance, you know, normally plays in the, in the left, can play, of course, across the front anyway. But, you, you know, we're, t- we're talking about Scott Sinclair not even involved in the squad, you know, and then, and then you've got the new, new sign, and then you've got Schwed, you know, I think is, is another one who plays as a winger. You know, they've, they've got an embarrassment of riches at the top end at, at, at the pitch, um, Celtic. But Mikey Johnson is, is, is as I said, he's, he's came in. I think it was a big game for him against Rangers because he's played centre-forward a couple of times. He's struggled a little bit. He's been a bit isolated at Ibrox. This time he played in his natural position. Obviously, he's he's got a, 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 an assist in the goal and, and he's, he's he, you could see it was almost like, well, thank goodness I've managed to go and perform at the level that he's capable of. Chris and Shettleson, thanks as always for the call. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi, you're going to get a breather. And then you better sharpen your pencil for tonight's full time teaser. Decent question. We're looking for 11 answers, and I'll get the question to you next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi are here, and it's time for them to tackle tonight's full time teaser. Uh, Graham Brown has sent this question in. Graham's from Bell Cell, so thank you to Graham. Uh, for sending in It's fulltime at Clyde1.com That's the address you need If you've got a good question Or even an idea for a question And you want to hear it on the show Send it to fulltime at Clyde1.com International theme to this But some big names that you will recognise We're looking for the 11 most capped players To ever play or manage in Scotland So we're looking for the 11 most capped players To ever play or manage in Scotland They can be capped for any country does that make sense? Yeah, I think yeah, you have had something yeah. similar before, but yeah. it's slightly different. And, and time has moved on. Remember, hey, so some of the answers. No, see, he disputes that. He says he is. Who is it? The goalie that the? No, 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 no. Sorry, the eleven most capped players to ever play or manage for Scotland, as in the eleven players with the most caps. So they don't. They probably will be, but they don't need to be the most capped player for that nation. Does that make sense? No No Right I think for instance I think Petrov has 102-ish caps mm-hmm. right But that's not enough to make it onto this list Can they be Scottish ah, as well? Ah right okay I get you yeah? I get you now sorry So right. the lowest player on this list has 107 caps Sorry right okay Got I get now? you now Yes Right okay Yes I right, get you now okay. They can be Scottish so, But Yeah yeah 107 caps Okay yeah. right So I'm playing in Okay How do we think about that one? Any more, Mark? Who's got over well, 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 yeah, Stephen Davis. Stephen Davis. Yep, he's got 113. Yeah, well done. Gareth McCauley. No. Can you have two from the same country? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, Stephen Davis. But um, he, he just retired. It, it was at Hearts. Um, Aaron. Aaron Hughes. Aaron Hughes. Yep, he had 112. One behind Steve Davis. Steve Davis just overtook him. Alright, you can play along with us then if you want at Clyde SSB 11 most capped Robbie players Keane. Yes, he's top of the list on 146 So the 11 most capped players to ever play or manage in Scotland So for any of the countries, the 11 most capped players to ever play or manage in Scotland Let's speak to John on the line John's a Celtic fan What's on your mind ahead of this weekend, John? Hi guys, I'm looking forward to us going back to the the domestic league uh, No Mark It was just mostly you This one pal Because you're the journalist Kind of guy it, Do you know what's happened To Shred 
I mean, he seemed to do well in a couple of the European games. He scored a crack and goal, and then all of a sudden he's disappeared after the radar. I'll answer the question yeah. on, on Mark's behalf just to, to remind him. Neil Lennon was asked about it quite recently, and I can't remember the, the exact words, but it was something along the lines of he needs to up he needs to up his his sort of tempo, his level, his, his intensity to. To match the, the Celtic mm-hmm. team Basically Mark So but yeah, I because guess a learning experience For him at the moment Yeah but What is he 21 Something like that So I mean he's Youngish I don't I wouldn't brand him a kid um, Anymore But Celtic are so well off uh, For options And uh, Elanisi Being added to the squad as well um, And loan from Southampton So You need to be pretty special To get a game for Celtic In the wide areas And uh, You know That's what I like about Neil Lennon too Is when You know He's asked about something you know, some managers would make up an excuse for a player. He just tells it like it is. He says, the guy's no been up to it basically, mm. and needs to raise his game. Uh, it's always a, a delicate balance, I suppose, Jim, because he, he's I think he's twenty two. You know, he's got over fifty first team appearances. He's a full international, so he's, he's not some kid. But at the same time, if Neil Lennon doesn't think he's he's up to the level yet, then he's hardly going to. Yeah, but we've had this the discussion before with players coming from a different country in a different environment, a different style of play, different culture, different language. And I think you have to give players like that a little bit more leeway. I think they have to have time. I mean, it was only two weeks ago they were having people on about Ball and Golly and uh, Julianne, and then they go and play well against Rangers, and everybody's, oh, no, they're fine. We'll leave them alone now. We're okay. We're happy with those players. But before the, the Rangers game, you know, the volume of criticism was coming their way, you know, we, you know was, was deafening. So I think that Zved, yeah, I mean, he wasn't a Brendan Rodgers signing. He was a player brought into the club from the scouting system, from the network. So they obviously see something there that they believe has got potential. But he may, if he doesn't get himself into the first team by the turn of the year, he may well have to go out and moan and, and, and further his development that way, get for, more first team games under his belt. John, is it still one that you've got high hopes for? I, I think he's a, a smashing player. See, another thing, Mark, I, I, I've touched on it last day. Um, Friday, they right? I, I phoned it was you and Alec and uh, Gordon. Uh, did you know? Like, I've said before, right? I think it, what cost me striking his job is not playing Wee Griffiths for the start, right? So I know we, the wee man said his issues, right? But I think he'd get. I mean, we're crying out for a striker like Griffiths, and I we don't know, Mark. If, if was he maybe spoke to Neil about not putting him in the squad or something, Steve Clark? I, I don't know the specifics of, of, of conversation behind the scenes, but you know, I'd be surprised if Steve Clark didn't seek. Um, you know some uh, guidance from from people at Celtic, whether it's Neil Lennon or or anybody else. There may well have been a conversation with the player himself. You don't know, but I think as well what you've got to remember when you're Steve Clark and you're involved in an international setup, you're taking the players away for ten days. They are with you for ten days, morning, noon, and night, and that's not always an easy environment. It's not always an environment that can suit somebody. And what you need is you need to have. The best possible environment To give you the best possible chance of, of being successful So sometimes when players are left out It's not all about Because you know He's he's not the best guy to, to get your goals But you need to look At the full package And maybe at the moment The time is still um, Not right for, for Lee Griffiths And he's also by and large Being left out yeah. Of his club team yeah. at the moment Jim yeah. So yeah I, I do take the point Because we, we have So few strikers mm. to choose from That maybe even a third choice mm. Celtic striker yeah. and Lee Griffiths could make yeah, a difference. If, if he's fit and healthy, in the right frame of mind, and you know, then yeah, I think that he's somebody that you would definitely have in. Uh, you know, and but again, 
They have, um, you know, I'm sure they've spoken to the medical. Obviously, Tim, um, Celtic physio is also a Scotland physio, so I'm, I'm thinking, you know, maybe we'll have a discussion there as well. But listen, uh, my my, you know, we, we don't know for sure, but maybe just think that he's maybe just want he's just really back into the fold again, not that long ago, and maybe just wants to get himself, you know, back into the Celtic first team with more first team football before he maybe takes himself away. Like Mark says into the an international arena. Uh, 0141 Any more on the teaser? Uh, Frank De Boer uh, Yep so De Boer What about Rene Gattuso? Nope uh, Stephen Gerrard? Yes mm-hmm. What's Stephen Gerrard? What is he? Over 100, uh, 114. 114 Ryan Loudrop? Nope mm-hmm. The other De Boer Frank and uh, Ronald. Ronald? No Ronald. Just Frank uh, Oh uh, Oh Well That's fine We can leave it there You're doing not too bad Henry Larson, no. no. Freddie Lundberg. Just, no, they're both just below. So Robbie mm. Keane, Stephen Gerrard, Steve Davis, Frank DeBoer, Aaron Hughes. So far, you're ticking along quite nicely. Uh, let's speak to John. Very specific. He's from Royston, but he's en route to Heathrow. Off somewhere nice, John? Uh, no, I'm at work. I'm in a truck. Uh, I'm taking lovely Scottish salmon down to uh, Heathrow Airport. Lovely. So, and so the salmon's going somewhere nice, but you're not. No, no, Heathrow Airport, I'm afraid, and that's it. What's yeah. on your mind tonight, John, football-wise? No, uh, somebody may have st- uh, stolen my thunder. I was trying to get through you, so I probably missed a few calls. But um, one of the previous callers said uh, regarding Scotland, where is my talisman? Where is my goal scorer? Where is, uh, where is the man that can change a game for us? Well, he's there. He's just on the sidelines and everybody's forgot about him. It's really Lee Griffiths. He scored at a higher level. He can take the pressure. The two goals he scored against England proves he can do it under pressure. He's there. We just, just wait, wait a wee while for the wee guy to get himself sorted. And uh, I think we'll be in a good place for him. Yeah, I think, I, mean, I think um, you know, John. We you know we we love Lee Griffiths. We, we, we myself and Matt were talking earlier on about where's the, you know, the out and out number nine, out and out centre forward. And I think Lee Griffiths is that. There's no doubt about that. When he's at he's he's the the, the level he's capable of. Um, when he's in a good place uh, in, in terms of his health, then he's a fantastic asset to have. But he, he has to be there, he has to be available, and he has to be in the right place. And I think he's still, you know, just getting to that level. But hopefully, um, you know, he gets himself um, back uh, in the Celtic first team, um, gets himself some goals, gets that confidence and gets that spark back into his play and if he does then he's an absolute certainty for international football absolutely no doubt about that Mark Guidi just on a purely footballing level this next period might tell us quite a lot about where Lee Griffiths is in the context of the Celtic first team because we know that going back to the Hearts game Bio was preferred to start yeah. um, Bio then came on ahead of him in, in the AIK game mm-hmm. and I don't think Griffiths featured at all in the in, in the Rangers game So yeah. Eduard is clearly the number one at the moment That is now yeah. no longer a debate Absolutely And yeah. it looks like Bio's number two So we've got another little run We've got another international break And what is it next month Keen to see how How much he features in the coming weeks Yeah well I mean I don't expect him to feature a lot To be honest Because you know Eduard is undisputed And he's got a lot He's got a lot of work to do At club level You know to show Neil Lennon That he's ready to have you know, good application on the training field every day, you know, to have the right attitude um, every day to go and show because he's got a fight in his hands uh, to, to even come close to getting Edward out of the team. So before we can talk about him being ready to go away with Scotland for 10 days and being the, 
the saviour of our country that's going to score goals to, to help us win football matches he's got to go and do it at, at club level first and at the moment as you say it looks as though he's number three striker and his first step over the next four or five weeks is to become the number two striker is to move by out the way and become the next choice for, for Neil Lennon Do you expect to see a bit more of him in the coming weeks John? Yeah, I mean it's stiff competition at Shelley Park but you expect that you expect that at a club like Celtic but when it comes to Scotland I mean I think we're going nowhere at the minute anyway as a national side we're going nowhere I think OK he's, he's not he's not getting into the Celtic squad at the minute but he's got to be worth a gamble because the only man can turn the game and he, he's getting picked in the squad he, he's on the bench so Lennon obviously thinks he's close he's very close but Edwards keeping him out the belt, but it was a it was boy that was keeping out as well. Bale. I mean, it's I mean, Bale, right? He's, he's getting kept to his Celtic, but the competition at Celtic is far higher than the competition itself at uh, Scotland. So, you know, if I was Clark, I'd bring him into the fold, have a look at him himself, and think, you know what, he might be worth a pop. Yeah, no, I agree with John. I think if if, if Lee Griffiths is Declares himself fit for Scotland Doesn't matter if he's not playing for Celtic on a regular basis We've picked players over the years That weren't always playing um, For their teams um, You know on a regular basis Then I think that, that He can He can give us something But we're, we're badly missing yeah, but I, I just think Because of the depth of talent That we have at number 9 Then why is he not the squad You know for me You know when it's international football That's my point It's not all about your ability and what you can do on the part It's about the full package when you are away 10 days, morning, noon and night Thank you very much John, somewhere between Royston and Heathrow You look after those mm-hmm. salmon, John Make sure they arrive safely uh, On Twitter, some great answers coming in On the teaser, notable mentions to the likes of Weary, he's got a couple Scott has got a couple uh, What else have we got? There's a lot of good answers coming in I must say, Gabby Amato has got one of the answers uh, John Clark is... Suggested one that doesn't make the list So I'll t- I don't mind telling you that one She given Not oh, on the list um, I'm thinking of the other Bruno Barry- Alves No No Barry Nemo's got it Derek has got them John Clark's got a Bruno few Who? I thought Bruno Alves was a certainty mm. He's not on it no. um, what about Nakamura? No I'll tell you who you've got so far And I'll recap the question We're looking for the 11 most capped players To ever play or manage in Scotland Guys like Robbie Keane Stephen Gerrard Steve Davis Frank De Boer Aaron Hughes They're the ones you've got so oh, far hey, What about uh, Russell Latipi? No uh, Oscar De La Cruz? No Betty Volks? No Even in Scotland nah, no, Not in no. Scotland Is, is Stephen Gerrard the only manager On the list? Yes he is actually um, bum, 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 bum. I think in Brazilian Janinho I'm afraid not Okay I'll give you some thinking time We'll get the answers next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy's here Mark Guidi alongside him and they are teaming up on tonight's full-time teaser. Graham Brown sent it in. Graham's from Bell Cell and he sent the question to fulltime at Clyde1.com. So if you've got a good question and you want to hear it on the show, that's where it goes. Fulltime at Clyde1.com. It's quite a simple question. Not that the answers are simple. Uh, can you name the 11, <laughs> 11 most capped players to ever play or manage in Scotland? So guys like Robbie Keane. He's got 146 caps for Republic of Ireland, played for Celtic. Stephen Gerrard. 
He's got 114 Steve Davis Frank DeBoer Aaron Hughes What else have you got? Emilio Izagheri I thought that was the one you wouldn't get He is He's 11th out of the 11 So he's got 107 right. caps And he is on the list Emilio Izagheri Is Marvin Andrews? No He's not far behind But he's, he's not there Hmm I will reveal to the listeners what I told you Not that it was a great clue But I just wonder if it will Because people are getting these already on Twitter right. There is something that links a couple of, of The remaining answers And I feel like once you get one of them So the same country then? A couple then? more will quickly no. follow Same country The domino effect I'm Danny but, No you know, In Tunisia I think he was um, No no, okay, a couple more minutes. I, I'm confident in you. I'm looking at. Right. I think there's one of the names you might have forgotten about, but I'm looking at the, the other ones, and I, I can see it. Barry Nimmo's help, trying to help you out. He says Jonas Tern, but that's wrong. Yeah, uh, I was Jonas Tern Darren Tao yeah. has got one for you. Darren also says Key Sung Young. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. Taylor Scott has two of the ones you're still looking for. Well done to Taylor. Mm-hmm. Mm. Alright, let's give you some more thinking time And catch up with John and Cumbernauld Hi John Hi there guys uh, Hi Mark uh, Hi John uh, Just talking about the, the Scotland internationals I think the, the last two results against Russia And Belgium have been poor But uh, did we really expect to beat them? So I, I, I think we should just sort of overlook that I think Steve Clark's definitely uh, the right man uh, To get it right uh, I, th- I thought Gordon Stratton, even though we didn't qualify, I thought he was getting it right in terms of th- there was a great sort of a, a, good, a good squad there and there was a good uh, confidence in the squad. I think uh, Steve Clark's the man to bring that back. Even if we don't qualify, even if we miss out on the playoffs, uh, I still think he's the man to go forward. We need a bit more continuity. I'm starting to wonder whatever happened to this elite thing that the SFA were having for bringing young players through. In the past, good Scotland teams had like four or five, six all-firm players in it. At the moment, we're not really getting that. And we're getting championship players and, well, English championship players and things like that. Uh, but I I would d- John, I would disagree on that because I think there's a, lot, there's a lot of players playing at a, a higher level than, than we've had for... For quite a while now We've well, obviously got the, the odd one Liam Cooper and, and Charlie yeah, McGrew but, but, but other than them I think the whole, they were the, yeah, the only I, ones I know, Again you know we're, Go back to the number 9 thing And stuff like that But no I think I think most of our players Are playing at a high level Champions League English Premiership Football I mean our whole midfield's playing You could pick a midfield From English Premiership Or, um, to or play from for the, you. the top teams here Yeah so um, no, I, I think we're okay One thing, Certainly stick with Steve Clark uh, For sure He was the Outstanding candidate at the time And I think he, he remains so And I know it's doom and gloom just now We're all feeling a bit down And we're saying oh God, where do we go next When's this ever going to end This this 22 year cycle that, that we're on But We are just two games away from Euro 2020 um, Both home games If they if they won the first game that I'm hearing now Or looking at the, the papers And it was um, potentially Bulgaria Could be an opponent Now instead of Finland um, And then after that what we get But one game Beat Bulgaria If it is at home Guaranteed to be at Hamden And I think your next game's against Hamden Maybe a, a Serbia or something like that But So like you Norway know, Yeah we, we are We are just two games And I know that doesn't make everything great But by God What a lift yeah. it would give everybody uh, John you know? just to go back to something you said at the start I think most people would agree with you Regards 
to Belgium We're never going to beat Belgium Don't beat yourself up But you also included Russia within that Now the problem is We're in these qualification groups Only to qualify We're going to have to beat a Russia at some point Or we'll never get to a major tournament Exactly But I, watching the Russia game I, I don't think Russia ever came out of first gear They, they, they kind of strolled through that And that was a bit of a worry We're going to have to raise our performances on the park I think we've got the players But it's how to get them to perform uh, I don't know I'm not a manager I don't know well, that, That's the reality Jim I know Like we say Belgium Every now and then you you got to just Hold your hands up We can't be holding Our hands up To the likes of Russia Or we, yeah. we literally Will never qualify Because we, we need to Finish in the top two Yeah well that, that's how We've got the chance Of the playoffs Because they went into the, the Nations League And that's what UEFA tried to do Was try and make teams A little bit more even Give you a chance and I was reading obviously Gareth Southgate um, during the week saying that they've they've the opposite. They're finding games too easy, you know. So is it when they actually when they get into tournaments, you know, the the they're finding it difficult. They're finding a tournament level much much tougher. It's it's going from one extreme, whereas we're just desperate to get to the tournaments. But I I think that um, you know you know John John's obviously he's got an opinion whether we think we should be good enough to beat Russia or not good enough. But we're one nothing up, and I think that's the thing when you're one nothing up. You make it difficult for the opponents, and again, I didn't think we made it difficult enough. Even even when we got it was one one, just take something from the game, just try and build a little bit of confidence, just baby steps. And I think the fact that we lost again, I think just I just think that you know again it just drains the confidence from the players and from the supporters. Just finally, before we let you go, John, on the domestic front, what are you expecting from your team when we get back underway this weekend? Uh, well. I'm quite happy the way Celtic are going just now. We're playing well. Uh, Hamilton's always going to be a difficult, a difficult game, especially away from home. Not because of the, the quality of the team, but the quality of the park. But I'm sure that New Lennon will be positive. I mean, Brendan Rodgers should be quite negative going into the games, or they're always risky because of the 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 type of part that they're playing on and, and things like that. Uh, he won't be using that I don't think Neil Lennon will use that in excuse he'll expect the, the players to perform I think we'll win the game I'll be happy we we'll win nothing uh, to talk about the, uh, just to mention about the Rangers sport was on earlier saying that Celtic think we've got the League 1 I don't think we've got the League 1 Rangers he was the one that was thinking that Rangers had the League 1 before the game even started now he's moaning thinking we've got that Celtic fans think the League's one. I don't think the League's one. hopefully if we keep three points in front by the next Old Farm game Park he'd won that I think then the league's over Long old way to go John Thank you very much That was John in Cumbernauld uh, I suppose we should uh, Nod to the We do have a bit of a feel good story Just to try and bring us back Was the 21s last night yeah. Going to Croatia mm-hmm. One of the top mm-hmm. or One of the better sides in Europe Coming away with an unlikely win Conor McLennan with two yeah. late goals yeah. We'll take any success we can get yeah, great to go out, you know, to be to be a goal down and come back and, and win the game. It was backs to the wall for a lot of the time, but they showed, um, you know, great spirit to hang in there. And I think as well, you know, for, for Scott Gemmell, two great substitutions, obviously McLean and, and I think Middleton made a difference um, when he came on too. So yeah, it's always great to see that. We better round off this teaser because you two have still got work to do. We're looking for the 11 most capped players to ever play or manage in Scotland. We've got Robbie Keane, Stephen Gerrard, Steve Davis, Frank De Boer, Aaron Hughes. And Emilio Izaguirre, which means you've got five, five to, get. to get. Wow! You'll need we need clues going. I'm, I'm right. Well, on the, one. The, the the one country that you need to get to make some serious progress uh-huh. is the United States of America. Or oh, Bocanegra and Reina and 
De Beasley Yes There we go Now you're only looking for two And all of a sudden It's much easier I told you I got a bit USA Aye right Okay De Beasley But right Okay Two to get Yep Both former Celtic defenders Miguel Lustig No Lestorovic Nope The reason you've probably Forgotten about this guy Is because he's Much better known For playing elsewhere He came to Celtic At the end of his career for a short time Then joined the coaching staff Oh Colo Turi Colo Turi And the last one 108 caps But safe to say Celtic didn't really see The best of this guy Or maybe they did And maybe Maybe that was his best I don't know But Effie mm, Ambrose No mm. Worse <laughs> yeah, Oh you better be careful Effie Ambrose was alright That's what I'm saying This guy's worse That's what, that's, <laughs> I, I have no judgement on Effie Ambrose This guy was worse That's all I'm saying no. He'll always pop up on other teasers for players whose first name and surname begin with the same letter. And the letter is <laughs> Z. Oh, Zing Z. Zing Z. Well yeah. done. Thank you, Mark Weedy and Jim Duffy. Uh, thanks for all the calls and tweets, and thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow night at six o'clock. Fraser Wishart and Gordon DL. In the meantime, just stay right there because Callum Gallagher is up next. Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.